Hey everyone, what is going on? Welcome to the Faith Life and Fitness Show, a podcast designed to bring the faith and the fitness communities together. My name is Caleb Cavasis, and I am a husband, father, pastor, and CrossFitter. And I'll be sharing personal stories and biblical truths to inspire everyday athletes like you and I to live a God-first life. If you're ready, let's get to it. fitness show. My name is Calum, your host. So glad you guys could join us today. Hey, I'm really excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about physical rest and recovery. If you haven't listened to episode three, you need to go back and listen to that one first. We talked about the spiritual side of our rest and recovery. But before we get into today's topic, I want to take care of some housekeeping items. I want you to first hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on the latest releases. Uh, Give us some feedback. Love to hear what you guys are uh, thinking about the show. Those that have given us some feedback, really appreciate that. So thank you for that. Also, hey, want to remind you guys that our website is live. You guys can go over there to the faithlifefit.com website. You can catch our podcast there. You can check out our Instagram, our blog post. All the show notes are on there as well. All right. Hey, like I said, I'm really excited for today's show. I've got a guest joining me for the first time. It's one of my good friends. He is the co-owner and head coach of my gym, CrossFit 926. This is none other than Jake Norris. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? I'm excited to be on here today. Hey, I'm glad that you are here. I know we've been trying to do this for a long time. It's been way too long. About a year or so that we've tried to get you to uh, to get this together. So really excited to have you on the show. Run so. Ahead. Hey, I, I want, uh, wanted to get you on here to talk about this, this physical rest and recovery, uh, but I want to do something first. I want to shout out our box because I've been here almost a year and a half. I love this community here at 926, and we are coming up on two years, right? Two years? Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. talk to me a little bit about that. So it's funny. Actually, two years and six days ago, we got the facility turned over to us. Um, and it was funny. Actually, yesterday I was looking to do like a throwback this is kind of weird. You don't do it on Tuesdays, but a throwback Tuesday um, of the facility. And I wrote down in my notes to do, sorry, I wrote down in my notes to do a throwback post about the facility. And when I wrote that down, um, I looked back and I was like, okay, I must have taken a thousand pictures when we first got the gym. So I scrolled back and I was like, oh man, that picture is really cool. And it was when we had gotten the floor installed, the turf was already set up and the rig was in a thousand pieces on the floor. Mm -hmm. And conveniently enough, it was exactly, exactly two years ago to the date and time that picture was taken. Wow. I looked up on my phone and it said 9.33 a.m. And I looked on the phone, October 6th, 9.33 a.m. Looked on the picture, October 6th, 9.33 a.m. I was like, are you kidding me? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like talk about God being present in everything you do. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Even if it's just an Instagram post. Yeah. But anyways, it's nuts, man. Um, it's crazy thinking that two years ago this building was like we didn't know if it was going to be ready in time and – we had a very quick turnaround, so I was literally – I had no fingers, no, fingernails left. I was running on, like, one hour of sleep. Uh, just I was here literally from the minute that I woke up, from the minute that I wanted to go to bed, just trying to get this place ready because in eight days, two years ago, October 15th, was when we actually opened the doors, mm-hmm. and we got it October 1st. Yeah. 
So a 14 day turnaround is not a lot. We had 14 days to build a gym and it's like, I felt like that, uh, that move that bus show. What is it? Extreme makeover or whatever <laughs> with a gym. I had an empty facility and then the next thing you know, a CrossFit gym's born. Yeah. But it's, it's been a blessing, man. Two years. We've learned a lot. Um, two years, three years is really the big one. Like you make it past three years. You kind of got it figured out. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the challenges are over. You've got all your protocols set in place and. Two years has been fun. I'm just I'm I'm excited to see what year three's got in store for us. We've grown a lot in two years, so I'm well, very excited for we've it. We've grown a lot since the pandemic, which yeah. is kind of crazy. It's over a hundred members. Over a hundred members. That is crazy. I, I know I've I've come to different classes in different times and with the pandemic. Who are my, you? My things change <laughs> and I'm like looking around going, uh, I don't know who you are. Uh, like I'm I'm a creature of habit. I don't like to see new faces. I like to you know my, you my workout buddies us. are gone now because they're going to different places yep. and different times. Or it, I was like, man, come on, man. Well, not different places. Well, not different, different classes. Just yeah, different don't times. tell the listeners that we're going to different places. No, they're Everybody's going to different here. times. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, hey, if you guys want to check out the Instagram post that Jake was talking about, you guys can check it out on Instagram. It's at CrossFit nine two six on yep. Instagram. Yep. Uh, check them out. There's some a lot of good stuff on there. So. But hey, as we continue our thought on rest and recovery, I wanted to bring you on because last, like I talked about last episode, we, we talked about the uh, spiritual side of that and what we need to do for our souls and our spirits to rest. But just as important to me is our physical aspect. Like with us, as we are in this gym or the listeners, if they're doing any type of, of athletic workouts, whether it be sports or CrossFit or whatever it is, they're doing a whole lot on their bodies. And so I really wanted you to talk a little bit about what's important to our listeners when it comes to rest and recovery from a physical standpoint. So will you talk to the listeners a little bit about that? Absolutely, absolutely. So I actually just wrote a uh, – I don't know if I just wrote a blog, pa- blog post about this, but I wrote a blog post not too long ago about overtraining. Um, and in that I learned a lot about – well, obviously I knew a lot about recovery and rest – um, before that, but learning a lot about how overtraining affects our bodies, you learn a lot mm-hmm. and tactics of how to make that, you know, your rest more valuable, more applicable. Um, so overall, our goal when we train is generally to prioritize, prioritize life and maximize performance without personal sacrifice. So when we come in here, you know, that's why we stick to one hour classes a day. We try and jam pack that class with as much output as we can and be respectful of what you have going on outside of class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that we have, especially in the area that we're in, we have, you know, busy working parents, you know, entrepreneurs very high up in, you know, big companies around here. So their, their days are kind of strict between family work and fitness. Um, so we want to be respectful of that. So that's why we say prioritize life and maximize performance without personal sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want you to have to devote five hours in here just to see results. Um, so when we do that, usually our folks train about five to six days a week. Roughly an hour, hour and a half by the time you come in here and talk a little while and stretch and you know maybe do a little extra piece. I know there for a while you were doing some extra pull-up work and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that leaves about 159 hours per week. So you gauge five to six hours, five to six days per week, about an hour and a half per day. That leaves about 159 hours outside of the week for other activities, meaning work, family. There's a lot jammed in in that 159 hours. Mm-hmm. So – it, within that big bubble of time, you have to find some way to let your body rest, let your body recover, let your, you know, l- let all of those gains, quote unquote, that you're making in the gym sink in and actually give your body some way to benefit from that. Mm-hmm. All right, so rest and recovery fall in the same category, but they're actually two very different actions, applications, whatever you want to call them, or lack of actions. 
So rest, um, even though it's in the same category as recovery, is technically time spent asleep or time spent not training. Uh, this is the easiest action to understand and implement. So just go to sleep. Take a nap. You know, do something that makes your body stop doing stuff. I like I like doing that. Dude, me too, but yeah. I never get to take a nap. I had a mentor of mine uh, when I first got into the business. He told me, um, he commented on, I posted something on Instagram about being up at 3 a.m. Yes, I wake up at 3 a.m. just about every day. And um, he was like, dude, are you taking naps throughout the day? And I was like, no. I, I don't have time to. I think there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about naps. I think they are of God. <laughs> um, I, I literally on Sundays for my family, when I remember when we were pastoring, it was a must. When my kids were young, I didn't care if they napped or not. They weren't allowed to come out of their room. Oh, my God. I my wife I and that. I went and we took naps. I mean, Sunday naps were like sacred in our house. And they're still kind of sacred. I mean, but, yeah, they are – Dude, I wish I could do that. Uh, I wish I could set up one of those clocks that you get a toddler when they're first going into the room that says when that clock is green, you can come out. Like mm-hmm. I would set that on – if I had an office door, I would set it outside my door and say don't come in until it's green. Um, but, yeah, so um, my mentor re- – or I re- he reached out to me, and he said, you need to be taking about a 90-minute nap in the middle of your day if you're getting up at 3 a.m. I was like, <laughs> with what time? <laughs> There's no way. I'm going from the minute I get here to the minute I go home. But I appreciate the gesture. All right, so rest, uh, technically the act of sleeping or time spent not training. Uh, so right now our bodies are at rest. They're not recovering. Well, they could be recovering, um, but they're not. We're at rest. We're not doing anything. We're just talking to each other. Recovery, on the other hand, is much more complex and is defined as techniques or actions taken to maximize your body's repair. So the time that your body is repairing itself. There's a lot that goes into this. That's why it's much more complex. This succeeds more than just muscle, muscle or structural repair. Recovery also aids in balancing chemical or hormonal levels within the body, repairing the central nervous system, and clearing up one's mental state. So um, not just muscular. You know, we always talk about, um, you know, rolling out or anything like that. It isn't just muscular. It's, it's down to the tendon. It's down to the ligament. It's down to all your guts and insides that actually produce things that your body needs, such mm-hmm. as hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, so tactics that – you typically see the aid in recovery include hydration, nutrition, your posture, hot and cold therapy, you know, the warm, cold, you know, hot bath, and then you go right into the, the snow if you live in Siberia. <laughs> Compression, which is like uh, banded, you know, putting band on your joint, like the voodoo floss. Okay. Compression or uh, blood flow restriction. Mm-hmm. Stretching, you know, before, after class or workouts, things like that. Self-myofascial release. So if you didn't know what this was, it's foam rolling. It, that's all it is. Okay. Foam rolling. Or like sitting on a lacrosse ball. Because, you know, in CrossFit world, the lacrosse ball is – It's like a pokeball. It it is, it's like a pokeball. So if you're listening and you guys don't know what a lacrosse ball is, it is literally that. It's the ball that's used for the sport of lacrosse. Yep. But let me just tell you, in, in CrossFit world, the lacrosse ball is, is the – It's like the Swiss sing- Army knife of tools. Like someone said, if, if you pull a muscle – rubber lacrosse ball on it it fixes it like <laughs> break you a bone you break a, a bone ball. rub a lacrosse ball on it it i mean it's there so are bad. memes out there i it know uh, make wads great again has great memes out there about uh, the lacrosse ball it is it is true like it literally is i went out and bought one for myself and i use it every once in a while and people at my house are like looking at me like dude what you want to know doing? what makes it even worse when i was training for that iron man uh one of my buddies said hey take your lacrosse ball that you roll your feet out with and put it in the freezer I was like, you are full of it, man. There's no way that this gets any better. 
And then I put that lacrosse ball in the freezer overnight. I come back in from a five or six mile run. I come in. And I'm like, oh dear Jesus, I can't feel my foot. That was like rolling my foot on a snowball that was as hard as a diamond. It it oh man, you're talking about self myofascial release. I self myofascial cut everything in half with that ball. Well, I might have to do that with my hamstrings after the last few oh, days boy. of training here. Um, but another couple of ways to kind of tackle or tackle recovery is stress management. I know that. Um, uh, it kind of, it sounds kind of silly, but dealing with stress within your life kind of puts a, 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 exactly what it sounds like a stress on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, you have these things running all throughout your body called fascia lines. That's why it says myofascial. Um, and they, when your body tenses up, it puts strain on that, so it can you know it can stress other parts of the body without you even knowing it. Mm-hmm. And then time spent standing versus sitting versus lying down. So there's where the Lying down, taking naps, and standing up, having a sitting uh, sitting at your desk versus standing, things like that. Which I think is huge for you know listeners or myself who have a desk job, especially people who lift weights often. You yeah. have no idea what kind of release that gives your lower back and your posterior chain from standing versus hunched over seated. Right. So if you're listening right now, and I know especially for those that work from home, that especially go home right and sit at a desk like I do, you know, eight hours a day. I come to the gym at, at noon. And by the time three o'clock rolls around and I'm sitting in my chair for the last two hours, I can't stand back up because nope. it's just it, everything well, locks up. So standing and sitting is, is we, vital. We competed on Saturday and then um, Sunday morning I woke up and worked a little bit. And when I woke up, I wasn't really sore but because I was up moving around Saturday evening. But when I sat down at the computer for a little while and I got up to do a little bit of work, or to got up from my computer, my legs were more sore when I sat down than after I got up. So sitting versus standing versus lying. So when you're lying, you got good blood flow. Everything's running around your body. Mm-hmm. But when you sit down, you kind of pinched off here and your body's like, Hey bro, I need a little bit more down here. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, kind of get back on track here. <laughs> There's three systems within our body that require recovery after strenuous activity. Obviously, your entire body itself requires recovery. That's why aches and pains are prevalent or tendonitis or anything like that. But the three main systems that kind of go under, um, they kind of get attacked while, like after strenuous activity, especially with lack of proper recovery, are your hormonal system, neurological system, and your structural system. Um, now, the hormonal system releases certain hormones uh, when we train. So improper recovery can drastically impact your hormone levels. So whenever we train, um, there's a system inside of us that I could you know, go in way more depth, but that would exceed the 30-minute ta- time cap we have here. Um, testosterone is released within your body. There's so many things that happen as we train, especially certain parts of the day. So mm-hmm. one o- I could be wrong. One o'clock, I think, is when most males peak their testosterone levels throughout the day. So, um, and you just, you just finished training at one o'clock. So Mm -hmm. your body's pumping right now. Mm -hmm. So if you don't go home and adequately repair or adequately repair yourself, um, you might start seeing as time goes on, you might start seeing those levels kind of vary a little bit. Um, the next is neurological system, your brain. So your brain is put under heavy stress, no matter, I mean, it's, it's stress throughout the day, especially with a job like yours or, you know, uh, someone working at home trying to, you know, teach their kids, do their job, mm-hmm. go to the gym, trying to yeah. balance a lot in their life. Um, so your brain is put under a lot of heavy stress throughout the day. Overtraining this system will lead to some serious brain fog. I mean, like, have you ever gotten to a point at the end of the week? You act like this all the time whenever I greet you or whenever you walk I'm, in the I'm gym. I'm in a constant state of brain fog. <laughs> you come in, I'm like, how you doing today, Caleb? And I get, uh, uh. I don't even get like a name. Like, there's no 
well, verbiage. There's just uh. I wake up and realize that I pay you to make me feel this to way. To torture you? Like, so immediately have to think to myself, why? And then I yep. have to think about my life decisions that I've done when I'm here. Because I don't know how <laughs> I get here, but I still get here every day. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so next we have our uh, structural system, and that's composed of muscles, bones, tendons, ligaments, uh, everything that attaches your muscle to the actual bone itself or the joint. Uh, muscles receive direct blood flow, so meaning that the veins that are coursing through your muscles, they actually deliver blood to the muscle. Now, that's direct blood flow. Ligaments, tendons, bones, they're under or at the end of your muscles. They receive indirect blood flow, so the, the muscle is getting direct blood dumped into it. Now, it flows throughout the muscle and moves around. Tendons, bones, and ligaments kind of get what's left. So that's why tendonitis, bursitis, things like that are often common when you don't take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that when your knee starts hurting, you know, you're, or, you know, I do the magic kettlebell trick that I put the kettlebell on your IT band that everybody's like, oh my God, you just parted the Red Sea in my leg. <laughs> and it's like, no, I just, you know, I know that your IT band might be tight. Mm -hmm. So things like that. They don't heal as fast as muscles do, or they don't repair themselves as fast as muscles do. So I say all of that to say that my – out of what I just covered, there's about eight or so topics I could just cover from hydration down to time spent standing versus sitting. There's three that really stand out to me that are very minor changes that can go a very long way mm -hmm. as far as recovery goes. Now, rest, recovery, remember, they're slightly different. Um, so the first up being sleep. And my wife will tell you that sleep is the most important thing in the world, especially when it comes to a human's recovery rate, mental clarity, hormone function, bodily function, what have you. Like her already. Yeah, exactly, dude. She tells me I need to sleep more, and I'm like, when? Mm -hmm. You won't let me go to bed earlier. I look at her at like 7.30 p.m. Yeah, well, I go you to go bed. to bed like at 5. I go to bed at 8. Okay, yeah. 8. So yeah. we're heading to the bed. We're heading to bed at 7.45, 8 o'clock. Um, so... Whenever, whenever seven thirty rolls around, I'm I'm like eyeballing her, looking at her, like, is it that time? We going to bed? Yeah. And then she usually looks at me. And it's like, honey, it's seven thirty. I'm like, thirty minutes doesn't make a difference. Come in, on now. In my house, when I look at my wife at about like ten, I'm like, it's time to go to bed. She's like, it's ten, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm dying over here. So, dude, ten o'clock. That's I. I've been asleep for two hours. Mm. All right, so there's a there's a common mis uh, misconception about when we go to sleep and the times that we sleep. So the hours that we are asleep are most important time for recovery because this is when uh, growth hormones are released within our body. So growth hormones help us, A, grow, stimulate muscle growth and repair, and build stronger bones, burn fat, what have you. So our body greatly needs these growth hormones. Um, most humans are required to get about 7 to 10 hours per night depending on their lifestyle, genetic makeup, and level of training. Obviously, if you're an Olympic athlete and you're, you know, training five, six hours a day, you might need a lot more sleep than Granny Sue, who does a silver sneaker class, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, adequate levels of sleep help provide mental health, hormone balance, and muscle recovery. So, there's actually a little tip that I'll get to here in just a minute. But um, it was actually a, a cool little tidbit of information that I didn't know, and uh, I actually had thrown my way when I was doing a couple of research behind this or the overtraining blog. And I was like, hmm, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So um, there's just a couple things to help improve your sleep quality 
um, so that you could get more out of your sleep. So we want to maximize everything we do as far as performance in the gym, but we also want to maximize our ability to rest and recover. So um, this might throw you for a loop seeing that you're a 10 o'clock bedtimer, but you need to get in more hours of sleep before midnight than after midnight. So yeah, it's probably not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but, but it makes it, it when, I like the idea. When when you actually sit down and you think about it, so it, obviously there's been sleep studies out there that are around non-REM and REM sleep. So non-REM means non-random or rapid eye movement and then REM is rapid eye movement sleep. So REM sleep is when you do most of your dreaming. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you have your 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 deepest in sleep, so your brain is now wondering. Your ra- your eyes are rapidly moving, your body is completely like this is when a lot of things happen in your body. Non-REM is actually somewhat clarified to I mean maybe more beneficial for you than REM sleep because there's so much going on during REM sleep, uh, but that, that's an ongoing debate. So the shift from non-REM to REM sleep happens at certain times of the night regardless of when you go to bed. So if you hit the sack like you know 3 a.m., uh, your sleep is probably going to be on the lighter side rather than the heavier, more intense side. Um, you're probably aiming more towards that REM sleep than the deep non-REM, what have you. Um, so 3 a.m. bedtimers, they probably wake up and they're not feeling too hot the next day. They're groggy. They're, they're, they've got a lot of brain fog going on. They, um, they, just, they, they didn't hit the necessary stages they needed to because you know their bedtime was later than normal. So when it comes to bedtime, there's a window of several hours, roughly between 8 p.m. and 12 a.m. So, you know, I'd like to say I hit the nail on the head when I go to bed at 8 p.m. every night, and it's just because I get up early. Like, I'm not that smart. (laughs) Uh, So during these four-hour window, your brain and your body have the opportunity to get in all of the non-REM and REM shut-eye needed to function optimally. And believe it or not, your genetic makeup dictates whether you are more comfortable going to bed earlier or later within the 8 to midnight window. So what makes Calum Calum mm-hmm. dictates what time you go to bed. So you mm-hmm. might be a you're, you're a 10 p.m.er that still falls within the window. Right. So you're still you're still getting into bed at a decent time. Yeah. Um. So next is sleeping in the most natural setting possible. Do you have a TV in your bedroom? I do. Get it out. Do you have a Wi-Fi router in your room? A Wi-Fi router? Yeah. What? Whatever. Broadcaster. What router? No, whatever. not in my room. No. Okay. Um. You know, my wife just asked me last night if we could cut it off while we go to sleep. And I'm like, what in the world? She's like, it's messing, it's messing with our brain. All of our phones have to be on airplane mode, which I, I, I made fun of in the beginning. But then now I understand what's going on and how it can affect us. Because if you think about it, like with all the technology out today, we're the case study. Like we don't – there's a cell phone tower right behind the gym. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that's doing to us. Mm-hmm. I guess they're going to find out in 10 years. But, hey, it was worth it. But – Sleep in the most natural setting possible. Back in the day when our ancestors' ancestors were roaming the, the plains of North Carolina or wherever they came from, right. um, they didn't have alarm clocks. They went to bed when it got dark. They woke up when it was light. When the, first, when the sun first came up, that was their sleep. And their sleep was way less disturbed. Now, mind you, we have air conditioner and white noise machines, but their sleep was much less disturbed than what we have going on now. Mm-hmm. Our brains are constantly thinking about the emails we have to send out and the phone going off and the dog taking a dump in the bathroom, what, what have yeah. you. So this includes no lights. My wife literally covered up a tiny little green light on the fan with duct tape. No artificial sounds, meaning like TV, music, things like that. Now, white noise is fine because it mimics the wind blowing. No television, no technology. So I wear a whoop strap, and then I also wear an Apple Watch when I sleep. 
Mm-hmm. One, because it's courteous to my wife, so my alarm doesn't wake her up at 3 a.m. Because mm-hmm. she does not like to wake up at 3 yeah. a.m. Um, but that's about it. And I turn everything off. I turn all of my, like, Bluetooth off. I don't let my Whoop and my phone talk to each other then. Um, my Apple Watch is basically a screen at that point. Um, just so that nothing is interfering with, this sounds really weird, but my brain when I'm trying to sleep. And then cycle fresh air and cooler temperatures in the room. Have you ever tried to go to sleep when it's hot? I hate going to sleep it's when it's miserable. hot. It's miserable. It is miserable, dude. I, and I'm uh, naturally, I'm like naturally hot when I sleep anyway. That's what, you know, it, but anyway, that's, that's a joke. You can't there. see it, but I'm chuckling over here. Cause yeah. I just, I just got a memory. Uh, my wife just went on a family RV trip out to out West they picked up the RV in Vegas and then drove around all up and down, you know, the, the uh, Nevada, mm-hmm. Utah, what have you. Um, and the first two nights they stayed there, they stayed in a tent campground that does not allow for generator use. That means no AC in, in Nevada. Nevada. No. Where it's 105 in the day. No. She literally called me the next morning crying. She was like, I didn't sleep a wink. And I had to scream at my dad. I was like, why'd you yell at your dad? It's not his fault. She was like, he was snoring. <laughs> Artificial sounds. Yes. <laughs> but um, cooler temperatures help us fall asleep a little bit faster. So if you really want to maximize your sleep, putting some warm blanket at the bottom of your bed to cover up your feet will actually maximize. Because your feet are supposed to be warm. Your body's supposed to be cold. So putting your feet actually in a warmer temperature will help you fall asleep faster, believe it or not. So the whoop does this fancy thing about like helping you time your sleep and how fast you fall asleep as well as track your sleep you mm-hmm. know when you're in non-rem rem light sleep whatever you and late you know what latency means it's how fast you fall asleep right it's how quickly you fall asleep yeah um so there's a feature on the app that you're supposed to turn on when you're going to sleep it's like all right track my sleep it's called sleep coach mm-hmm. uh i have a latency of two seconds when my head hits the pillow you got two seconds. That's like my wife. She to, can literally be in the mid-sentence and be asleep. And be out. There, and, like, it takes me 10, I, 15 minutes to fall I feel so bad sometimes because Michelle and I will take turns praying. Mm-hmm. And, like, I close my eyes. You got two seconds. That's it. Yeah. My head's in the pillow. It's cool. My, I'm out. Michelle starts praying, and I'm twitching because I'm, I'm falling asleep. Right. And I'm, like, she's, like, hitting me. She's, like, don't fall asleep. I'm, like, I'm not. I can hear you, but my body can't hear you. Right. All right. Um, so that's everything I have on sleep. Um, basically just one of the ways that you can kind of track how well you are sleeping. I know we talked about it earlier in the week. You have an app on your Apple watch that allows you to track your, yep. your sleep, right? Yep. Um, I wear a whoop strap, which is basically a um, respiratory or heart rate monitor that tracks literally everything you do. It can even track down to your respiratory weight, weight rate as you're sleeping. So it can tell you how many breaths you're taking in a minute hmm. based off of your heart rate. So when yeah. you breathe in, your heart rate rises. When you breathe out, your heart rate lowers. Um, so it, it calculates that, um, while you're sleeping, it tells you how well you're sleeping. And obviously when you're in REM sleep, your heart rate might get a little bit higher, what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, so just knowing how much you sleep and how much sleep you need, Mm -hmm. just because you got to bed at eight o'clock doesn't mean you slept at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, just cause you, and just because you get more hours of sleep doesn't mean you slept well. Sometimes Um, you can't oversleep. I've, I've noticed that in my life. You can oversleep. Like yeah, you'll wake up feeling grogginess. Have you ever have you ever taken like an an hour nap on like a Sunday and woken up feeling like I don't want to talk to anyone? It's usually like three. <laughs> Dude, a three hour nap? Dude, three hours. Like oh, I goodness. wake up and love life. That is my that, sleep. Yeah. That, <laughs> but there is there is science out there that says that you 
that everyone's different. Your body might need more sleep than mine does to function. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I know my wife, if she doesn't get a solid seven-ish hours at a minimum, she wants to rip someone's head off. Well, and to age, mine. age is a difference, too. I mean, I'm like almost 20 years older than you. That so, is true. That is know. true. And as you age, in that same study I read, and as you age, um, it does require you, like as your body gets older and older, you need an earlier bedtime rather than a later bedtime. Mm-hmm. It actually referenced the – um, the college age adults versus the um, 30s and 40s. As mm-hmm. as you get older, your bedtime needs to climb higher. So these older folks that are still going to bed at one in the after or one in the afternoon, one in the morning, or you know they're they're going to feel these effects even more, especially right. if they're adding strenuous t- activity on top yeah. of that. Yeah. So outside of sleep, we have hydration. Um, I learned a lot about hydration and electrolyte levels when I was training for this Ironman. Um, a lot of my mentors that I was talking to that uh, have done Ironman before were telling me that, look, if your body's not hydrated or your body doesn't have the electrolyte levels that it needs, um, it's going to shut down. It is going to go in oh crap mode and you are going to hit face first on the asphalt. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe them. Three weeks into summer training for this thing, I started upping my sodium levels and my electrolyte levels, the little element packs that we Mm -hmm. sell here. Wow. Just total, I don't know if it was a mental thing or I knew that I was like trying to push for it, but I'm blaming it on hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, just my body improved drastically, like how far I was able to run, how much harder I was able to push paces. You know, my sweat tasted like salt, yeah. but I mean, it worked. Well, I, I, I know when I used to coach football and our kids, I mean, in the middle of the summer, uh, you played football. You know what it's like when you got pads on, middle of July. You're sweating, sweating like, like no crazy. Other. You take your helmet off and you can dump sweat yep. out of your helmet. So not only that, but then when we went into the season and even into October, when it started to cool off and be cooler, I was watching kids cramp. Yeah. And in the middle of the game, drinking pickle juice yep. or oranges. And they don't realize that that's like that's just pure salt. There's no yeah, and they there's have no, no other idea. good element. But we would always tell there. them that. If you're drinking right before the game, it's too yeah, late. Yeah, it's like when people ask to come in and do a workout. I'm like, start drinking water right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I. If they reach out and they're like, "Hey, I'm dropping," it's Wednesday, I'm dropping in a class on Friday. Have you started drinking? Especially if they they traveled here from out of town. Like flying makes you dehydrated. Yeah, altitude makes you dehydrated. So whenever you land, I remember. Yeah, I remember when you were telling me when, water. when we were doing the Murph for the very first time. When I did the Murph for the very first time back in Memorial Day. Oh yeah, I started telling people drink water yeah, now. And start like, hydrating. So, and it's funny because water, water will go right through you, right? Right. Like right now, I have to go to the bathroom because I've been I've been chugging water all evening. Yeah. And it goes right through you, so your body doesn't really use it. Right. Now, whenever you put like electrolytes or salt or something in there, your body mm-hmm. kind of stops for a second and says, "Okay, I need to process this." Got to absorb it. Yeah. Yep. It just goes right through. It's like a net. If there's more in the substance, mm-hmm. it, the net is going to hold it back a little yeah. bit more. Um. So. Proper hydration is very, very critical to, obviously, proper health. Organ function is heavily reliant on water and hydration levels. Energy levels, which um, about a year ago I struggled with, and then I started drinking more water, Mm -hmm. pumping more electrolytes. You know, I'm a big caffeine fiend. Mm -hmm. My wife took bangs away from me, and it, like, stabbed me in the gut. (laughs) Um, But um, I I was just that kind of guy. It's like, oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to take caffeine. Mm-hmm. But then I started drinking more water and hydrating and giving my body what it needs. And people can't stand me at 5 a.m. because I'm the perky little jerk yeah. at 5 a.m. yelling at them when they're like, I want to go back to sleep. Um, energy levels, your recovery rate, and your performance. Mm-hmm. 
So water helps a lot of our bodily functions, um, such as but not limited to uh, efficient nutrient uptake. So not intake, but uptake, what your body takes from it. Mm -hmm. So let's say I take vitamins, Mm -hmm. and I take them with, you know, obviously you can just chuck them in and whatever. But if there's not a lot of liquids in your stomach, what are they going to dissolve? They're just going to dissolve, and they're going to wait. So let's say you eat a – pretty healthy meal but then your hydration levels are low there's nothing to help those nutrients flow faster throughout your body Mm -hmm. so having proper hydration levels help those bad boys get to where they need to go very quickly uh lowers the stress on a heart so you've heard the famous um the quote that our body is x percent water Mm -hmm. i can't really Mm -hmm. remember logistics right now but um whenever your whenever your body is predominantly made of water and there's a lot of liquid in your body and let's say um, a gallon of water versus a gallon of Coke. There's a lot more in Coke than there is in water. So that water is going to help things smooth mm-hmm. um, smooth sail throughout your body compared to the Coke that has a lot of crap in it that your body has to process. Yeah. So you well, want to – We're in the South. People like tea. Sweet tea, yeah. So, hey, dude, I, I used mean, to even love unsweet sweet tea, tea, so it's got there's caffeine still, Yeah, in there's it. still stuff in there that your body has to yeah. produce, the color, everything. So and the like, caffeine itself is a natural dehydrator. Yeah, I mean, think about your pee. It doesn't come out the same color, does it? Like when no. you drink it, – God forbid yeah. you drink coffee. It doesn't come out brown. Right. It comes out clear-ish yellow yeah. Yeah. and smells like coffee, but yeah. your body has to filter that somehow. Right. So it's putting stress on your body no matter what you – so drink straight up water, and guess what? It's going to come out way quicker than yeah. coffee. Better filtration or, you know, system. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, skin tone. So actually having higher hydration levels. You've heard of the little pinch to see mm-hmm. how hydrated you are. Mm-hmm. Um, having higher hydration levels will actually help you with you know your skin being pale versus being able to hold a tan versus mm-hmm. the latter. Uh, and then hair quality. So, you know, obviously that's just an extension of our skin mm-hmm. and that skin follicles or, you know, hair follicles, what have you. So the more hydrated we are, the better feeling our hair is going to be, yada, yada, yada. Um, so tips to improve hydration levels. Obviously choose water over every other liquid. Um, sweet tea you mentioned. Yeah. Um, even the, the fancy looking Fit Aid that I'm staring at right now that looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, it still has things in it that your body has to process. Right. So water's always going to win. If you yeah. want a little bit more of a taste in your water, add a little bit of stevia and add some natural lemon. Like a, squeeze a yeah. lemon in there. Squeeze a lime in there. Um, electrolytes are critical around training. So like I said earlier about the Ironman training, electrolytes are very important to your body. Your body needs those bad boys to function. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have them, you're going to start seeing some very low energy levels. Injury is going to happen. Rhabdo's real. Um, and your body's going to start shutting down. Yeah. Especially if you train – I mean, not so much now because the temperatures will start cool off, but um, especially as you train in the summer, you know, it's a freaking, mm-hmm. it's an oven in there. Yeah. And you sweat just walking in there. Um, so flavorings. This is where people can go wrong and will go wrong. Um, they think, oh, I'm putting Crystal Light or I'm putting Stevia or not Stevia, um, Splenda or any other Equal, sweeteners. Yeah. yeah. Sweeteners in my water. That's great and all, but. That's more your body has to process. And not to mention, it is artificial. It is made. It is a poison to your body almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't believe her, but when M- uh, Michelle and I first started dating three years ago, um, I was a big Rockstar fan. Rockstar energy drinks. Oh, the energy drinks, yeah. Because I was working in construction, so I needed energy all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would drink them a lot. I mean, when I was on night shift, it was nothing to get you know two hours by – Work all day, go home for two hours, come back, work all night. Um, 
So ever since I took those really out of my the aspartame out of my diet, I've noticed some energy levels. Some mm-hmm. you know my brain fog has went away. Like your body doesn't need that stuff, and it's mm-hmm. just working even harder to process it. Yeah. So just supplying your body with enough water can deal with that, mm-hmm. rather than and it can help flush it out. Now, not to say uh, for the listeners, it's not to say like if you guys are drinking, I love the rain drinks. I do like a a, a bang drink. I would love to have one right now. Listen, we're not saying that having one is going to kill you. It's not. But I I know for myself and my wife, most of the time during our dinners, during any meals, we're drinking water, even to the point like you get you get to the point where like I'm sick of having water. If you get to that point, then you you're drinking a lot of water and you're okay. I'll have a Fit Aid. I'll have yep. a Bang drink or well, something I mean, like that. Are, so Fit Aids are good because they're sweetened with stevia. That yeah. is a that is a natural occurrence. That is a yeah. natural occurring thing. Yeah. So you can your body moderation. Can that. See, the thing about it is, and I love my coffee. Moderation oh, is the key. Coffee. Moderation is the key, guys. So if yep. you're listening to this, it's not about. And we're going to talk about moderation yeah. and uh, our nutrition center yeah. next. Um, but yeah, Caleb hit it on the head. Nutrition, I mean, moderation is in everything you do. Don't, there's an 80 20 rule you need to abide by. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time be good, 20% of the time slack off a little bit. You're a human, be a human. Um, so that's a good segue into nutrition. So we've caught, talked about sleep, um, hydration levels, and nutrition. So if you've got the first two, and guess what? You don't have the third one, what's going to happen, Caleb? It's not going to be good. No, you're going to shut down. So everybody says that abs are made in the kitchen. They are made in the kitchen. They're, I mean, Caleb's lost a substantial amount of weight just dialing in. Obviously, he's got a killer training program, but um, just dialing in his food and learning what his body likes versus what every other fad diet's going to tell him. Every other fad diet's going to say, you have to eat this way, you have to eat this, you have to eat that, you have to do this. Well, none of those fad diets know exactly what Caleb is doing. Mm-hmm. I said Caleb. I'm sorry. You did. Caleb. Caleb is doing you owe me some like burpees now. <laughs> Kalum or no, what did I? Callum. Callum. Callum is what I first Callum called you. Callum is what it always has been. Um, so uh, proper nutrition can make or break your body's repair tactics. Food can literally fuel and repair your body or further poison it. So a lot of the times we'll see that people come in and they have gut issues or they have like, oh, my farts really stink or – you know, I have this little bit of lactic acid, not lactic acid, uh, acid reflux, mm-hmm. and uh, my body does this or my body does that. I have this rash. I have that rash, and they don't link it to the crap they're eating. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 90% of that is filtered through the gut. Whenever you eat something, your gut is the first defense in your body, especially if it intakes through your mouth. Right. So you're poisoning your gut. Good luck, buddy. That rash is going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can tolerate wheat. Some people can tolerate dairy. Some mm-hmm. people can't. Um, or they can tolerate it, but their body is like, look, well, you're just going to have to deal with this rash over here then because I can't right. deal with that. Um, I can do it, but I'm going to have to work really hard to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not a big fan of the fad diets like paleo, keto, mm-hmm. what have you. I believe in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a, a, a form of intermittent fasting myself, which is <laughs> the science behind that's really cool. Um, and if you're ever interested, just let me know. I'll tell you exactly what I know about it, which is next to nothing. <laughs> um, but you can never go wrong with whole foods. Mm-hmm. Whole foods are always going to lead you in the right direction. So my wife likes to tell people to stick to the perimeter of the grocery store because mm-hmm. everything in there is – everything in the middle is boxed. It's mm-hmm. got boxes. It's got a nutrition label. If you read something that has more than one ingredient or more than a few ingredients, put it back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a whole food. Um, if it goes bad, it's good for you. 
other than bread. We're going to take that back. Um, so moderation is key. Moderation is key in everything we do. Um, there's an 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time you can be spent focusing on training, diet, exercise, while 20, 20% should be left for enjoying your life. In other words, don't let yourself get wrapped, too wrapped up in perfection. Go have a beer if you want to. Right. Go have a drink. Go have a nice dinner with the like wife. the ice cream I had last night. Sure, yeah. as long as that's twenty percent of the time. It's only. I'm not gonna lie, Michelle. When Michelle was out west, I uh, I put in. I worked in the yard a lot, and my whoop said I had like had I had put my body through heck that yeah. day. So I went to Davidson Ice House by myself and got dinner by myself. Mm-hmm. Then went to Witz Frozen Custards, had a gigantic cup of frozen custard with like Twix, Oreo, hey. peanut butter, peanut butter cups, chocolate cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that thing was easily 2,000 calories by itself. That was my 20%. Yeah, I, I, I look at it this way. It's like, you know, I've done keto. I lost a lot of weight several years on keto. I lost like 40, 42 I remember pounds you telling me about that when on you first keto. Um, did really well. It kind of kick-started me. I did it with intermittent fasting. So keto will work, guys. But let me just tell you something on my side. I mean, the, the moment I started sniffing carbs, my body – chocolate just exploded <laughs> again and i gained 30 of the 40 back yeah. within like six nine well, months well also you just put your and i wasn't training or you, doing anything you put your so. body on fat burning mode like yeah. you you taught your body how to burn fat yeah. and not carbs yeah whenever you put a car back in your body's like oh crap what is so this? yeah so the moderation and and treat yourself i mean you've you've got to have that treat cheat yourself. day yep because your body your body's gonna love you for it you're you're gonna well, think about the and you're not gonna release crash and want to do all of it all day long think about the mental release if yeah. you know that you have to eat chicken and green beans all week long mm-hmm. six months you're gonna stop yeah you're not gonna do well right but if you think all right i've got one day a week where i can eat a pizza or i can eat a cheeseburger or i can have a beer or something mm-hmm. like that you're gonna be way more successful you know tackling things in moderation rather than saying i'm cold turkey quitting cupcakes yep or I'm cold turkey quitting sugar, yep. which is a very smart move, by the way. Um, so good segue into balanced meals. Having a balanced meal isn't just you know the, the triangle that we're exposed to when we were kids. Uh, that was I'm pretty sure that might have been the way that you were taught how to do yeah. a nutrition. And it's, it's upside like, down. Yeah, it's upside down. It says like you know the the wheat is here, the whole grains are here, yada yada yada. Fruits and vegetables are like not at the top. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's like what is that? What sense does that make? Um, so balanced meals being Taking a good amount of fruit per day, taking a, a good amount of vegetables with every meal if you can. Healthy protein sources, meaning, you know, eat the fatty meats. They're good for you. Mm-hmm. The red meats, the pork, the if it's not against your religion, um, the, the, the turkey, things like that. Like, don't steer clear of fatty meats just because they have fat in them. Like, there's a big myth right. around fat that people think it's associated with fat. And it's like, no, it, your body needs it. Mm-hmm. Um and if you need carbs in your diet, make sure they're actually good non-processed carbs. Yeah. Like sweet potatoes, rice, oats, fruit, some vegetables. Yeah. Um, things that your body can actually process pretty quickly rather than sticking around mm-hmm. because it has 6,000 ingredients in it. Like right. I had a buddy who loves some cereal, and he's like, oh, I'm going to eat my post-workout carbs. Love cereal. I do too, but uh, I've actually recently – not recently. I've been doing this for six years now. Um, oats. Oats are my jam. Like oatmeal? Like, no, no, not oatmeal, oats, like overnight oats. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't put it in the microwave, but I do put dark, like real dark chocolate chips in there. Yep. And that's my crunch, like you get in their cereal. And dude, let me tell you, I look forward to every night when I get that. Um, so 
Michelle, every now and then, we shop at Aldi. Mm-hmm. We, like it's, it's super cheap. Okay. Every now and then, she'll buy me some granola, like mm-hmm. dark cacao, coconut mm-hmm. granola. Mm-hmm. I'll eat the entire bag in one day. It is just ridiculously good because I'm not used to like that level of sugar. Yeah. It's not really sugar. The only sugar is in it from the char- dark chocolate. But, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, it's so good. Yeah. And that's my cereal kick. Yeah. So um, I say all of that to say these three are the three that cannot kind – these three topics, meaning sleep, hydration, nutrition, mm-hmm. cannot make their way – like cannot kind of make their way into your daily – like these three need to be tackled first mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Because without these three, the others are like peeing in the wind. Yeah. It's not. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Um, and they got to be done together. So they it's have like, to be done together. You know, if if you're out there and you're training, or you're an athlete, you're a student athlete. I've got student athletes in my home. I've I've been a coach. Um, you know, you can go to the ball field. You can go to the football field. You can go to the the practice field. Whatever sport that you're doing, and you could put in all of the work and look up and not eat right. So you know, you talk about the student athletes that are eating craft macaroni and cheese and Oh, you know, look at those student athletes when they get done being a student athlete. Oh yeah, they it just explodes. Like yep. I mean, when you're 15, 16, 18 years old, your metabolism is running like a black stallion yep. across the plains. So I was wait a, till you hit thirty. I was a swimmer in high school. Played around with it a little bit in college, but never anything like real. Um, and a lot of my buddies that were swimmers in high school, we burned a lot of calories. Like I wish the whoop was the thing back in mm-hmm. high school. We burned a lot of calories during the day, during training, we, with two days and everything. Um, but uh, we would eat pretty much whatever we wanted to. If we wanted a Mountain Dew, we'd have a Mountain Dew. If we wanted to eat pizza for dinner, we had pizza. And guess what? We still stayed pretty lean because mm-hmm. we were swimming all day. But there's this little thing called realizing when you're done. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped swimming, I stopped eating like a swimmer, and they didn't. And they blew up, and they have, you know— gut issues and all sorts of things going on mm-hmm. right now because they just continue to give their body whatever they wanted yeah. rather than things to sustain it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the the biggest thing I can say is like learning what your body does. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could you can um you can think that you're a car burner and you're not. Mm-hmm. You might be an ectomorph versus an endomorph versus, mm-hmm. you know, any other style. But um those three things, sleep, hydration and nutrition cannot be skipped over they cannot be just looked at they need to be properly implemented yeah man that's uh i thank you again for coming on the show and and talking about all of this man this is this is huge i know for me it's not a sleep issue it's not a water issue anymore it's really a nutritional issue and i've i've struggled with that for years and i know that's the biggest area for me that i can improve um you know just like what jake said guys is you know the fully maximize our physical rest and recovery we've got to have that sleep You've got to have the proper hydration, and you've got to have balance in your nutrition. So it's not being perfect. None of this is a perfect science. None of this that we have in our lives can do this. But, you know, we've got to be balanced. We've got to watch what we do. Uh, If you really want to see uh, the gains, not just muscular gains, but physical health in your life to be able to gain. So, again, great stuff, Jake. Um, Hey, guys, don't forget to check out our website, faithlifefit.com. And listen, if you guys are in the area, whether it's uh, North Charlotte, Concord area, Huntersville area, and you are looking for a great fitness community, you need to check out our box here at uh, CrossFit 926. Yeah. Uh, Jake, is there, is there ways that they can find out about our, our gym here? 
Yeah, so there's a couple different ways. You can look us up on Instagram at CrossFit926.com. Oh. <laughs> I just screwed that up. At CrossFit926. Uh, our website is www.CrossFit926.com, or we're on Facebook, just yep. CrossFit926. Yeah. Hey, if you guys wanted to drop in for a class, uh, shoot a line over to Jake. You guys can always come in and check it out. It's a great facility. Um, so many thanks for joining me again, and hope you will come on the show again. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot of stuff that we could be talking about. There's a ton. um, All right, guys. Well, thank you again for joining uh, with us today in this podcast. I know it was a little bit different, a little longer than our normal podcast, but some great info. So as always, we want to encourage you guys to live a God-first life, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Hey, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on the shows. Finally, our goal is to encourage you to live a God-first life. If you think others would benefit from what you heard today, please share it. We'll catch you next time on the Faith, Life, and Fitness Show.